What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the How to Vegan podcast. And if this is your first time tuning into the How to Vegan podcast, then what is up? My name's Kristen. I am the host of this podcast. And I'm super, super stoked you're tuning in right now. And welcome back to all of you who have listened before. One thing I want to mention right off the bat is that if you're watching this on YouTube, I used to have unedited video versions on my YouTube channel, not my own YouTube channel, but the How to Vegan podcast YouTube channel. And I have just decided to put the audio up, the edited audio, the good quality audio and have just a little screen with the title on there and the episode number and stuff like that just because I love doing the video. I love the unedited stuff, but like to be completely honest, it just was way too much extra work for me. I'm just one person doing this on my own and I, you know, have my other regular Kristen Pound YouTube channel that I'm really, really focused on. I just hit 10,000 subscribers on that channel. I'm actually doing a giveaway um, starting Saturday, June 1st. 2019. So if you're listening to this in a timely manner, then that giveaway might still be happening. It is a bomb ass giveaway. So just head on over to youtube.com forward slash Kristen Pound and find that video if you want to enter the giveaway. And if you're listening beyond the time frame of the giveaway, then I apologize. It was a really good giveaway. <laughs> but I just wanted to let you guys know that, yeah, I just, I have a lot going on as far as creating content and researching and all that stuff. And the video part of the podcast was taking up an enormous amount of time. And the 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 amount of effort and all of that that really was going into that and the time just was starting to really weigh heavily on me and make me not want to do podcasts. So I decided for now that I'm just going to put up the edited, nice, polished audio up on the YouTube channel. So there still will be, if you listen to this on YouTube, you still will be able to listen to it, that you just won't be able to see my face and it won't be an unedited version. But in the future, when I get maybe a virtual assistant or assistant or build my team up a little bit more, then I definitely want to start filming the the podcast again because I think it's really fun, especially when I do interviews. So I just wanted to give you guys a heads up right off the bat. If you're watching this on YouTube, then that is what is going on. And if you're not watching this on YouTube and you're listening to the audio, then sweet. <laughs> you're listening to the edited quality audio. Although it's not really edited. I mean, I edit it out like anytime I majorly mess up or say um or a huge pause or like have to go pee or whatever. For the most part, this is a pretty unedited podcast. I kind of just, when I first started the podcast, it definitely was a little more edited and more polished, but I kind of just like the chill vibes. It's kind of like we're sitting and chatting. So that's the vibes we got going now. So I hope you guys are liking it. Um, and I hope you guys have been doing well. I'm trying to stick to the every other week content push out for my podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm doing as much as I can as far as the podcast goes. So I hope you guys are enjoying it because I know that I, I'm, I've been getting like so many people lately hitting me up on Instagram like, oh my God, I just found your podcast on Spotify. Most of you guys are coming to me saying you found it on Spotify. So, and that you really love it and that you're stoked on it. And yeah, I'm so glad that we've all connected. So to all of you who have messaged me recently, what is up? I'm so stoked you reached out to me. I love connecting with you guys. So if you guys want to find me on Instagram, go ahead. It's just Kristen.pound. You can also search How to Vegan Podcast. I have an Instagram for this podcast as well. So come follow that and come say what up. I love connecting with you guys. I love I love knowing that you guys are interested in what I have to say. So it really, it really kind of keeps me motivated to keep going. So 
anyway, that was a little intro about what's going on with the podcast right now. Um, today's episode is going to be a really, really good one. Why I'm still vegan after seven and a half years is what this episode is going to be about. And if you guys are YouTubers, if you watch YouTube or anything like that, you'll, you'll probably have noticed a trend over the year, um, this last year of a lot of really kind of prominent vegans with really large followings coming out as no longer vegan. So there's a lot of ex-vegans and a lot of them made videos why I'm no longer vegan, saying they're eating chicken and eggs and fish and all of that stuff. So a lot of people on YouTube started making videos of, you know, kind of to counteract that, um, to kind of say, you know, this is why I'm still vegan and this is why it matters so much. And I made a video like that on my Kristen Pound channel. So if you wanna watch that video, go scope it out. I really wanted to do kind of like a little bit longer, more elaborate version, kind of going into a little more detail than I did on my YouTube channel, why I'm still vegan video, because I didn't want to make the video like 40, 50 minutes long, but I really do kind of want to touch on some more things that I didn't really get to expand on in that video. So that's kind of what this is going to be. You know, I'm going to touch, touch on why I'm still vegan, what, what has motivated me kind of you know, why I'm still doing this, why it matters so much to me. And it's going to be a really good episode, kind of diving into all aspects of veganism and why it's so important for so many reasons. So if you're brand new to my channel, this is actually not my channel, it's my podcast. <laughs> I'm used to YouTubing. Um, if you're brand new to my podcast, this is actually going to be perfect. If you haven't listened to the why, you know, my vegan story, which was episode two, which was a while ago now. So even if you have been listening, this is still going to be a good one. And if you want to go watch that video on YouTube, then then go check it out. But this is going to be just a little bit more of like an elaborated, elaborated, I don't know the word, um, version of kind of that video, because I just think it's so important to talk about, to talk about it, you know, because a lot of people are coming out saying I'm not vegan anymore because I wasn't healthy. I wasn't meeting, getting my needs met. And I strongly believe that you really can. And I want to just share my story. And I really do want to say that this is not like a shaming podcast episode at all. You know, none of anything I'm ever trying to do like I've said before, is trying to shame anybody or make a hate episode or anything like that. People's health definitely comes first. That is, I mean, your health and happiness is number one. So you have to do what works best for you. I just really feel obligated and, and motivated to share my story for anybody kind of wondering because seven and a half years being vegan, that's a long time. And I am fucking thriving. I even feel better than I've ever felt. I'm I'm going to get into all the benefits. So this is kind of, this is going to be a juicy episode. Like really, this is like going to be such a good episode for, for, for people that are new vegan, for people that have been vegan for a long time. So I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. I think it's just such an important thing to talk about and to, and to put out there and to kind of lay out there in, in, in a good way so that people can not be discouraged by those why I'm no longer vegan videos that keep popping up and keep pissing me off because it just... I mean, like I said, you do you. You have to find what works best for you. But when I know that there's animals suffering while you try to figure out how to cure your acne because you think you need to eat fish or eggs for it, just breaks my heart. Like, I would rather have a face full of acne than be torturing and killing innocent animals. That, again, is me. But that's what this is for. I really just kind of want to share my story and my journey and why this is so fucking important to me and why... I think it should be important to everybody. So if this is your first time tuning into the How to Vegan podcast, then make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast listening platform. So whether that's iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, 
any of those, just make sure you're subscribed or following. And if you ever just need a jumping off point and can't remember where to go, just head to my website, kristenpound.com and click on the podcast tab and you'll find everything you need there. Or you can just head straight there by typing in www.kristenpound.com forward slash podcast. I I honestly don't even think you need the www. I think you could just do kristenpound.com forward slash podcast, but don't quote me on that. And if you'd like to support the podcast for free, then click on the little Amazon link in the description. Anytime you shop on Amazon, click on that link, navigate through there, and they'll kick me back a small little percentage of whatever you buy, like teeny little percentage, but any little bit helps me out, especially because I'm doing this for free for you guys. And if you really, really love the podcast, then please head on over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. And don't forget to share this episode with anybody who might be interested in this stuff, anyone who's interested in going vegan and just needs a rundown of all the reasons of why it's so important and so beneficial, then share that with them. I always say, and I'm going to keep saying it, the ripple effect is real. It starts small and it spreads and it spreads and it spreads. And that's exactly what's happening with veganism right now. When I went vegan seven and a half years ago, nobody I knew was vegan. Now everybody knows what it is and half my friends are vegan. The ripple effect is real. Just keep being a positive role model, keep educating yourself and keep just sharing, sharing stuff like this, sharing anything that you think will be helpful for, for anybody that you think might, might want it. Okay. Enough of the intro. I know that was a long one, but I had a lot to say and now I think we can kind of dive into, into today's actual topic, why I'm still vegan after seven and a half years and why I will always be vegan. Before we dive right in, I did just want to give a little trigger warning slash content warning. There will be discussion involving the word rape in this episode. Okay, so why am I still vegan? Well, I think to kind of like address that or to even get to that part, I think we need to kind of chat first about why I even went vegan in the in the first place. So just a quick little backstory for those of you who don't know, I have been a huge animal lover for so long. Since I can remember just anything with animals getting hurt or anything like that on TV, whether it was a movie or whether it was a documentary or the Discovery Channel, just like a natural occurrence in nature, or just my dad kind of playing with the cat a little roughly. Like I just was so sensitive to any kind of animal cruelty or animals being in pain that I just, I couldn't really take it. Like it just was such a visceral response of just feeling the animal's pain and feeling the sadness in my, in, inside of my own body, inside of my own head. I was always super empathetic towards animals. I'm a cancer, so that makes me even more, you know, empathetic. And I just have always really connected with animals in a really strong way. But I had no idea that what I was eating, you know, the food that was on my plate was animals. I I mean, I knew, but I didn't really make the connection. So fast forward until about eight years ago, about eight years ago, I went vegetarian and my friend Sarah introduced me to it. And I was really, you know, that was when I was like, oh yeah, I love animals. I don't want to eat them. And that's when it kind of clicked. And that was easy for me. I really was like, I don't need that. And I felt good and, and things were going really well. So I was like, yeah, I'm really liking this. And about a year after that, I was watching Forks Over Knives. I don't even know why. Uh, Casey and I were watching Forks Over Knives. I don't know why, maybe a Netflix suggestion. I don't even know why. And we watched it. And by the end, I was like, I'm going to be vegan. Like that, all of that makes so much sense to me. I resonate with all of that and I'm going to be vegan from here on out. And Casey was like, well, if that's, if it's important to you, then it's important to me. 
So we went vegan that day. I mean, yeah, there were some probably ups and downs and struggles like everybody had at first and everyone's on their own journey and you have to go at your own pace. But for us, it was kind of just the decision we're doing. And that's that's kind of how, at least that's the kind of person I am and he wanted to help support. So that's kind of how how I went vegan. That's kind of how I arrived. I've always been really interested in my health. I've always really struggled with my weight and, you know, trying lots of diets. And once I started, started in on this vegan thing, everything changed. I mean, it was, it was amazing. And I'm going to talk about the health benefits in a little bit, but the number one reason for me on why I'm still vegan is the animals bottom line. It always has been. It always will be. That is the driving factor for me 100% behind everything. That's the reason I have this podcast. That's the reason I have my YouTube channel. That's the reason for all of everything that I'm doing is the animals. I really want to be a voice for the voiceless. They need people speaking out for them and that's what I'm doing. So number one reason for me is the animals. And you know, a lot of people, they know, oh, okay, eating a steak, eating a chicken breast, the animal has to die. I mean, the meat industry is awful. You have to kill the animal to get the food, to get the meat, whatever you want to call it, food, if you want to call it that. And the meat industry is awful. I mean, a lot of people don't realize just how awful it is until they watch a documentary maybe called, there's one called Earthlings, there's one called Dominion. There's lots of, there's lots of, there's lots of documentaries and footage and things out there that you can watch on what actually goes down in these factory farms because because it is absolutely awful. They're they're just they're treated horribly. They're packed in there. They're covered in feces. They're pumped full of hormones and antibiotics so that they don't get sick. It's really awful. They're treated horribly, and then they're just sent to slaughter at a pretty young age, as soon as they're big enough, you know, they're pumped full of hormones to get them big fast. And, and then they're sent to slaughter and they just get murdered and eaten and their life is so short. And we're just pumping through billions of these animals every year. And it is so sad. And uh, it's just awful. If you, if you haven't seen any, any footage of what happens in these factory farms, I highly recommend doing it. I think it's kind of our responsibility to know and then make a decision from there. So if you haven't, then I highly recommend just going and checking some stuff out so you know what you what your decisions are actually contributing to. And so, like I said, a lot of people know the meat industry. I, I think it's easy for people to grasp the idea of vegetarianism. But why veganism? Like, why do you have to go that extra step? Well, the dairy industry and the egg industry are just as bad, if not really worse, than the meat industry. And a lot of people don't realize that for a cow to be producing milk she has to be pregnant or have just had a baby. So she's constantly impregnated over and over and over again, usually um, by this thing called a rape rack. And it's just artificial insemination. Um, Sometimes it will be done by hand. It's just not, It we're pretty much just hijacking the reproductive system of these female cows for our drinking pleasure. Um, or for our cheese enjoyment pleasure. And I, I know that I wouldn't want that done to me. I wouldn't want somebody to forcibly impregnate me and then just take away my milk that's meant for my babies. So what does happen to their baby? So again, they have to be pregnant, have to have a baby. As soon as their baby is born, they're taken away from them because that, that milk has to go to the humans. That, that baby that that milk is designed for it can't have it. It gets taken away from its mother, which is awful. 
completely awful. Like the screams of the mom cows and the baby cows for each other is so sad. It's just, I cannot imagine what that would feel like to have my baby ripped away from me right after it was born. It would be devastating, devastating. And it happens over and over and over and over again in their lives until they can't produce any more cows and can't produce any more milk. And then they're sent to slaughter. And it's just, the whole thing is such a mess. It's such a disaster. It's so sad. And the quality of life for these beings is completely just not okay. It's not okay for any living being to be, to be treated like that. And, and the egg industry is just, oh, it's just so bad too. Oh, another thing I wanted to mention about the dairy industry is that, you know, if you think about it, there's no real use for male cows in the dairy industry because you can't produce milk if you're a male. So guess what happens to the male little male babies? They're taken away. Yes, taken away from their mom immediately. And they're usually sold to the veal industry. So they're just put into little teeny crates where they cannot move at all. So their meat stays nice and tender. And then they're killed at a super young age, like little teeny babies. And then people eat them and love it. And they don't realize how awful the entire process actually really is. So that's something else I wanted to mention about the dairy industry, because a lot of people don't realize that it's all female cows. I mean, I just when I was younger, I just thought all cows made milk all the time. I didn't even think they had to like have a baby or anything. And then the baby cows get fed like formula, which is so bad for them. It's not even like their mom's milk, which is what your baby is supposed to have. Just like humans, it's really good to breastfeed. These cows aren't getting any of the milk from their moms because humans apparently need it. When in fact, we really don't. It's really, really bad for us. And the egg industry. I just did a podcast episode. I think the last episode, in fact, was called What's the Deal with Eggs? So I go into a lot more depth on the egg industry, backyard eggs, free range eggs, cage free eggs, all of that stuff in that episode. So if you want to listen to like in-depth research and, and stats and all of that stuff, then go check out that episode. It's also a really good episode to share with people who are like, I don't get why you're vegan. Eggs aren't bad, you know, share that episode with them. I think it's episode 24. It's a really good one. I think it was the last one. But the egg industry is completely awful. I mean, absolutely awful. The The conditions that these chickens live in are so crammed and close and it's just disgusting. I mean, if you see pictures, they're just, ugh. When they're really, really young, they'll get their beaks seared off with like a hot blade, which is pretty much the same as getting amputated to the to a human. It's kind of that same process and pain. And there's no painkiller. They don't get a painkiller. And this is so that they don't like peck at each other. And normally they're pretty nice birds, but when they're kept into such confined conditions and such horrible living conditions and stressful conditions, then they can they kind of turn on each other. And so they sear their their beaks off so they can't peck each other. They literally have not much more space than an iPad. They can't even open their wings. They're pretty much there to pump out eggs. And typical chickens would lay about 10 eggs a year in the wild. These are laying close to 300, if not more, a year. And then their bodies are so worn out. It is so taxing on a, on a hen to lay an egg. And they're just doing it constantly, constantly, constantly. Their conditions are awful. They don't get access to real light because if they think it's morning time, that's when they lay eggs. But if they don't know what time of day it is, they'll just kind of keep laying. So there's all these tactics that, that these farmers use to to increase their profit. And unfortunately, that usually means that the animals suffer even more. So male male chicks, again, no use for male chicks in the egg industry because they don't have periods, which is essentially what, what everyone's eating when they're eating 
uh, an egg is the period of a hen, um, similar similar to that of you know a woman female menstruation, um, the egg similar thing. But male chicks, there's no use for them. So they're either ground up alive, literally just ground up alive like it's like a huge giant blender, or they're stuffed into garbage bags where they're left to suffocate, or they're electrocuted, or their necks are just snapped. It is like little cute baby chicks just being killed, just tossed aside because there's no use for them. And the kind of the kind of chickens that they're bred, you know, these egg-laying chickens, they're they're not meant to have a lot of meat on their bones, so they can't be sold to like you know regular meat farms. So they're just discarded, like it doesn't even matter. Which I can't imagine somebody like taking my baby and grinding them up in a blender. I mean, I'm sorry. It is when you put it in human perspective, you realize how awful it actually is, and the whole thing is so unnecessary. It's not even necessary. It's just for human pleasure and human taste buds and human convenience. So it's really awful that we're doing all of these things. So the egg industry is so so bad. The way they're killed. The after about 18 months, the hens that their bodies are so exhausted that. They're, they're killed around 18 months and they're usually, they're usually living a lot longer than that. Like eight years old, I think is an average lifespan. And they're getting, you know, sent to slaughter, which a lot of times on the way to slaughter, they're dying because they're just treated like shit, just thrown around They're You know, at that point they're going to die anyway. So why does it matter how they're treated? They're kicked around, stomped on, shoved into really close quarters. There's no heat or air conditioning. So a lot of them either get too cold and die or get too hot and die. Like it's just, and then they're left around all these other birds that are still, it's, it's really bad. I could go on and on and on and on, but the meat industry, the dairy industry and the egg industry are absolutely awful. And again, I highly recommend checking out some documentaries. I'll leave a list in the show notes slash description. So if you need any ideas or jumping off points, go check that out. But it's really bad. Like really, really, really bad, you guys. And like I keep saying, it's really unnecessary. And and not only that, the fish industry is awful too. I mean, you don't go out setting out to catch a bunch of salmon and that's all you're going to catch. What these people are doing are laying out huge nets miles long and 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 just scooping as, as much up as they can, which sea turtles and dolphins and whales and sharks and anything else that's in their way is going to get scooped up too. And a lot of times those things are brought up onto the ships and above the surface and they die or they're caught in the nets. So it really is. We're just overfishing the oceans. I think it's estimated that there could be fishless oceans by like 2050 if we don't stop what we're doing. You know, and then people are like, well, what about like, you know, factory farmed fish? Oh man, those those conditions are so awful that nobody should be eating that. I mean, if you look into it, it is disgusting, really. Um, and they're treated awfully. They're treated horribly. So the fishing industry is 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 just as awful too. And yes, fish feel pain. All of these animals are sentient beings. They feel pain. They have central nervous systems. They want to live just as much as you and me. I mean, even when, you know, when I was younger and my dad and my brother would go fishing and I would go fishing too, I just could tell that those fish in their eyes, I could tell they were freaking the fuck out. I could just tell that they were panicking, like couldn't get couldn't breathe and someone had a hook in them. It's just, I don't know why humans can do that kind of stuff. So 
think about what think about what your you know your choice is actually causing and really really think about it i mean don't just think about it and pass over it think about it and think of it if, if it's okay with you and do some research and do your education do it all because this stuff is so important and i really think that that a lot of people are unaware and don't want to know and i'm gonna say ignorance is not bliss you should know what you're what you're contributing to I really think that that is just something that every human should know is that the kind of stuff they're contributing to and the kind of stuff that they're paying for and what they're actually supporting with their money. So most vegans as well don't wear leather, fur, wool, silk. They're not into animal testing, rodeos, circuses, etc. And neither am I. I am vegan for the animals. And again, I could do, I'm gonna do probably an episode on all of those things, kind of touching on why vegans don't don't consume or use these things or support these things. But again, I, I'm vegan for the animals. So anything that exploits animals, anything that treats them in a way that is not how they should be treated, I am just against. I'm just not cool with it. Again, because it's completely unnecessary. If I needed it for my survival or I was going to die, of course, that's something that I would consider, but I don't. It's actually so bad. So bad. And humane meat, that's not really a thing. Those animals still get slaughtered. Same, they still get murdered. Like, you know, if if someone murdered your friend or something, you know, they're like, oh, I did it humanely. They, I treated them really well before I killed them. It doesn't matter. They still were murdered for no reason. For profit, essentially, which is even worse. So like I said, watch Earthlings or Dominion if you haven't yet. Educate yourself about what goes on in these factory farms because once you see, you really can't unknow, which kind of sounds scary but is so important. It's our responsibility as humans, especially when our personal choice has a victim. Because yes, being vegan or not vegan is your personal choice, But when your personal choice has a victim, then it's not so personal anymore. And when that victim is being tortured and killed and living just the worst life possible, you really need to kind of take a step back and think about if your, you know, your morals are lining up with your actions. So for me, number one, the animals all the way. I could literally talk all day about why I'm vegan for the animals, all the awful things that go on. But I'm about to start my period and I'm a little emotional and that was kind of hard to get through. So if I rambled a little bit and kind of stumbled through my words at any of those and any point, that's why I'm a little emotional. Talking about that stuff just is hard for me because like I said, I'm just a really empathetic person and I can feel their pain. And, and, And while I'm talking about this, I'm thinking about the fact that it's happening right now you know, that that everything that I'm saying is happening as I'm saying it. And it just it makes me really sad. It brings tears to my eyes and it just makes me, it really just reminds me that that's why I'm doing all of this. You know, if I can save one animal, then that is, that's my prime motivation. So the second reason, reason number two, that I am still vegan after seven and a half years is the environment. We are in a crisis. This isn't just a time to like, oh, we need to do something like soon. It's like, no, we're in a crisis. Something needs to happen now. Something has to change and it has to happen now. And funny little thing, reducing the amount of animal products that you eat is the number one thing that you can do to stop climate change and environmental degradation. Raising animals for food produces more greenhouse gas emissions than all transportation combined. Cars, trains, planes, automobiles, uh, all of that stuff, all of it combined, raising animals produces more greenhouse gas emissions than all of that. 
In fact, the diets of meat eaters creates seven times the greenhouse gas emissions than the diets of vegans. And I know that might not sound like a lot, but when you're talking CO2 and you're talking the crisis that we're in right now and you're talking about the planet heating up, anything you can do is a huge step. So if the number one thing you can do to stop environmental degradation and climate change is to stop eating animals or just reducing it, then why wouldn't you? So not only greenhouse gas emissions, but water. Water use is also another really big issue right now. Nearly half of all the water used in the U.S. goes to raising animals for food. And, you know, everyone's like, stop watering your lawn or what, you know, like, let's start start, start taking shorter showers. But half of all the water used in the United States goes to raising animals for food. That is staggering. Think if we were not raising these animals for food, we would have so much more water. And we wouldn't be having this, like, privatization water discussion, at least not in such a dire way. So to put it in perspective, to put that water use in perspective, you'd actually save more water by not eating one pound of meat than you would by not taking a shower for six months. Six months of of shower water, that's how much it takes to make one pound of meat. So to make a one pound of beef, aka dead cow flesh, it takes about 2,000 gallons of water. And to make a pound of tofu, which is a really good source of protein, really comparable to cow meat, it takes around 300 gallons of water. So we're 2,000 versus 300. So you can see right there, that is just such a huge impact. Because, you know, animal, we have to grow, grow crops for these animals to eat. So those, those crops need to be watered. The animals need water to drink. There's water that's needed to kind of clean their areas as best as possible. There's lots of water use that goes into the production of meat, so much more than compared to plant-based products and vegetables and fruit and all of that stuff. So yes, water is a huge issue. Land use is also a huge issue. The amount of grain required in meat production alone is a huge contributor to deforestation, habitat loss, and species extinction. The equivalent of seven football fields are bulldozed every minute to create more room for animals and the food required to feed them. Seven football fields every minute. There's so much all the time, constantly, day and night. Like beautiful land, beautiful earth, our beautiful planet is being destroyed to house more animals, house more farm animals. In the United States, 70% of the grain grown is fed to farmed animals. 70%. And there's so many people, not only in this country, but in the world that don't have enough food every single day, but we're feeding so much, 70% of the grain we're growing to farmed animals. So they're kind of acting as like the middleman or the middle animal. They're getting the nutrients they need from the plants and we're getting the nutrients through the animal when we could just cut them out and get it from the plants and we would be solving lots of issues. All of this is connected, really. And it's just so mind-blowing once you kind of get opened up to this stuff. You're like, what? There really is no reason to continue eating animal products. The only reasons are really convenience and taste and tradition, which those are not reasons to continue doing something that is so harmful for so on so many levels. So harmful. Raising animals for food uses 30% of the earth's landmass. That's like about the size of Asia. And that's actually bigger than the surface of the moon. So that's how many how much land is used for raising animals for food. 30% of the earth's landmass. 
It's so staggering. Like these numbers are just really mind blowing to me. Another thing, a lot of these factory farms are located near lower income communities or communities where it's, you know, higher amounts of people of color and other minorities primarily live because no one else wants to live by these factory farms. So it's usually relatively inexpensive, but it's super unhealthy for the people who live by these factory farms. I think what the health touched on this and it was really, you know, it was something that I hadn't thought of until then, but it is so true. I mean, they spray like shit water all over their crops to kind of like fertilize it. But when they're spraying it, if it's hot or if the wind's blowing, that poop water is going to be spraying all over and kind of drifting through the air and getting kind of into the communities surrounding these factory farms. And people in these areas are developing certain types of cancer and respiratory problems as a result. And veganism really is an intersectional issue. It's a political issue. It all kind of ties together. What you buy, what you decide to eat really has an impact on the world around you. And a lot of time, the people that work in these factory farms are often those without any rights. They're illegal immigrants. They're usually paid a super low wage. They're often taken advantage of. So it's just not a good system to support in general for so many reasons. So many reasons. So eating animal products, just it really causes lots of pollution. It's really adding to the soil erosion problem that we're already having. Like I said earlier, it's really leading to habitat and species extinction. And we as a species are literally ruining this planet, like literally ruining this planet in such a short period of time. I mean, over the last not very many hundred years, we've really completely kind of started destroying the planet and something has to be done now in order for it to change. Really, something has to be done now because this is not sustainable. And animal agriculture is the number one contributor to the ruination of this planet. It's just not sustainable to keep eating animal products the way that we're eating them. Now, something has got to change. And for me, knowing all of this about the environment, just the fact that that eating animal products is the number one contributor to environmental degradation and, and CO2 emissions, even just that, that I don't want to be a part of the problem. I want to be a part of the solution. So educating yourself on all of the environmental reasons, all of the environmental impacts of, of eating animals or not eating animals is so important. Again, it's like our responsibility as people who live on this planet, especially if you want to have kids or you have kids, think about them, that you don't want them to have a planet that isn't even livable, which is the direction we're heading in. Now, I want them to have a planet that, that is beautiful, that is full of everything that I've got to experience. And unless something changes drastically and soon, that might not even be a possibility. Okay, and so the third reason that I am still vegan after seven and a half years is my health. And I know a lot of people, this is kind of their entryway into veganism is the health aspect of it. And then they learn about the animals and the environment and then they're hooked for life. But for me, this was kind of the last part of the puzzle for me. I cared about the animals more than myself, probably, when I went vegan. I care about the environment so much. They're problems that are really bigger than me. My health and the benefits that I've noticed since going vegan has just been like the cherry on top. Like, mmm, that delicious cherry on top of your amazing ice cream sundae. That's like with the health benefits and all of the, the yeah, just the health benefits and everything amazing that I've noticed within myself. That's what it feels like. And it, and it really is just, it has boosted my health. It's boosted my happiness. 
my my morals are now aligned with my actions and that feels so good to not feel like there's a disconnect where I think a lot of my life I didn't even realize there was a disconnect that I wasn't re- that I wasn't noticing and now that I'm more aligned I feel so good. So for those of you wondering is a vegan diet healthy? Can you actually live on a vegan diet? I've been doing it for seven and a half years and I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. But for those of you wanting a little more like concrete proof, the American Dietetic Association, which is the largest body of diet and nutrition professionals in the United States of over 100,000 certified practitioners, has categorically stated that a vegan diet is healthy, safe, and nutritionally adequate for all stages of life, including pregnancy, lactation, and infancy. So the issue of thriving on a vegan diet is really not a contentious one within the scientific community. It is pretty well known that it is totally doable, totally safe, totally nutritionally adequate, and and really healthy. So just throwing that out there to start with, this isn't just me being like, it's so good for you, I promise. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a dietitian. I do have my health coaching certification. I do have a teaching degree, but I'm not someone who's going to be able to diagnose issues or tell you exactly what you should do for you, but the American Dietetic Association has definitely said that it is it is totally healthy and totally safe and adequate for all stages of life. So just putting that out there because I think some people will be like, well, that works for you, but is it really okay? Because yes, it is. And I think a lot of people aren't aware that that, that is out there, that information's out there, but it's not it's not really being told to us because... The meat industry, the dairy industry, the egg industry, all those industries want to make money. And a lot of them are in collaboration and cahoots with the government and getting a lot of funding. You know, a lot of the governmental officials and and groups and are getting funding from these meat and dairy corporations. And it's all kind of a mess. So what the health kind of opened my eyes up to a lot of that stuff, too. So if you're interested in kind of knowing more about that, then definitely watch What the Health because that that really opened my eyes up because, yeah, I was like, wow, this is a big, giant mess and we've all been lied to pretty much our whole lives. And you guys, veganism too has just really opened my eyes up to all of the things that you, you know, you thought you should believe or you were told was true and then later come to find out that you were straight up lied to for profit or for usually for profit. I mean, it's usually for greed. People will do anything to make money. It's really, really scary, actually. So this has just opened up my eyes to so many different things. You know, the the zero waste movement, the low impact movement, minimalism, just all of the stuff that's like, wait, do I have to live life the way that I was told same with monogamy, you know, I'm, I'm never have been super into monogamy is I've always been kind of pushing against the grain, but veganism has even helped open up my eyes even more to say, you should do the research on your own. Where did that study come from? Who funded that study? Because there's so many, there's so many ways that you can be misled that it is just, like I say, I think I've literally probably said in every episode, do your own research. It is so important to do your own research because you never know what the media is saying, where they're getting their information. I mean, like I said, it's all just kind of a big old mess. So do some research on it. You'll know what I'm talking about. But The issue, like I was saying, the issue of thriving on a vegan diet really is not a contentious one within the scientific community. 
And, and eating animal products is completely unnecessary and it really is not very healthy either. So just kind of to let you guys know some benefits since I've been vegan, kind of the number one for me right away was that I noticed that I really didn't have to worry about my weight anymore. Now, if I'm eating a bunch of like fries and Oreos and cakes and chips and pizza, that's a different story. But when I, you know, after I had been vegan for a little bit, I really noticed that I was craving more whole healthy foods that really made my body feel good. I've been eating more intuitively, which again is another benefit, kind of paying attention to what I'm eating and how it's making me feel. And if something doesn't make me feel good, then trying to avoid that in the future. Whereas in the past, I just kind of ate whatever I wanted, um, unless I was dieting and then I hated my fucking life. <laughs> so I really don't have to worry about my weight anymore. I am, you know, I exercise, I eat pretty healthy, but yeah, on the weekends I indulge. I have pizza, I have burgers, I have ice cream, I like candy. I am not the healthiest person in the world. I like to indulge. I like to treat myself. No matter how many times I say I'm just going to eat healthy, I'm just doing it, I'm just going to stick with it. I just I'm I'm like I I just I love food. Like so much. I love food so much. So since I'm primarily a whole foods vegan, I really don't have to worry about my weight anymore. And everybody's different. I mean, the benefits that I notice, you might not know. I mean, every single human person is different. Your body is different. That's why some people have a sensitivity to gluten. Some people have a complete allergen. You know, they're completely allergic to gluten with celiac disease. I mean, there's different levels. And then me, I can eat it and I don't really feel anything except maybe a little bit like tired or something, which I don't even notice. Every single person's body is different. So keep that in mind. What works for me might not work for you. It's all about experimenting and finding what works best for your body. But that's kind of like the number one benefit that I noted right, noticed right away because I... I mean, it was always such a mental struggle to deal with my body weight up and down, up and down, and then just kind of leveled out, which gave me peace of mind and allowed me to kind of focus on my health in new ways instead of just focus so much on my weight. So that for me was a really big benefit. It really kind of lifted, lifted weight off my body physically and like emotionally and mentally. Another thing that I've noticed is my recovery at the gym is so much faster. I can lift weights, I can do hot yoga, and I'm not so like tired the next day. I just feel your muscles recover faster. You're not dealing dealing with so many toxins inside of your muscles. Animal protein is horrible for your body. Your body does not like it at all. So the recovery time at the gym has improved. You'll notice lots of athletes now are becoming vegan and they're noticing the same thing. Like, oh my God, I stopped eating animal products and I'm faster than I've ever been or I'm stronger than I've ever been. And it's because their recovery time is, is quicker. So they're able to fit more workout in and, and improve over a shorter period of time. Another benefit I noticed is that my acne cleared up. I still get hormonal acne on my chin every month. I literally don't think there's anything I can do. I can't figure it out for the life of me, but it's gotten so much better since I went vegan. And I've noticed I have friends, I have clients, I know other people who went vegan and their skin cleared up. Dairy, it can be a really big problem for people who have acne. So that can be something, another benefit that you might notice as well. I don't have to worry about my portion sizes as much. Again, I eat primarily like whole healthy foods. I have an episode about, you know, what vegans eat, or you can go check out a what I eat in a day video that I have several of them up on my Kristen Pound YouTube channel. So if you're interested in what I actually eat in a day, then you can go check that stuff out. But I kind of can eat as much food as I want, as long as it's, you know, those 
nutrient-dense, calorically not as dense foods, you can eat a lot and you feel really satisfied and full. Whereas before I was like dieting and reducing the amount I was eating and I just wasn't feeling satisfied and full. So that's another benefit for me is that I can kind of eat until I'm really satisfied. I don't, again, I eat intuitively, so I don't push it. I don't eat till I'm uncomfortable, but I listen to my body and And I can eat larger amounts of food because it's not just super calorically dense, nutritionally devoid food that your body then needs more and more and more of to feel full. Really nutrient dense foods, full of fiber, just so good for your body. It's exactly the food your body wants. And once you start eating this way, it's just like, oh man, I feel so good. And I know a lot of my friends, that's what they that's what they're vegan for. You know, a lot of them don't have that same sense of connection with animals or the environment. Some of them are like, I'm doing this because it makes me feel so good. So, so the health benefits can be really, really, really amazing. I have more energy. I sleep better. I have like more like drive and motivation during my day. My mental clarity has improved so much. I just feel so much more clear. It's it's really hard to explain, but this is a huge one that I feel like I've noticed most vegans will say that they notice is that they are meant they just feel clear. They feel this like fogginess that has gone and and it's just it's really cool to experience and I thought I was kind of the only one. And then I heard other people saying this mental clarity, this mental clarity and I was like, "Oh, so that's a thing." And it's really awesome. It feels good to have that mental clarity of knowing that Your morals and your beliefs are lining up with your actions. And that has happened to me since going vegan. And again, it just feels so good. The heightened connectedness that I feel with nature and everything around me is amazing. I just feel like the universe is thanking me. The animals are thanking me, the environment, all the humans that I'm helping. I just feel this like this heightened connectedness with nature and everything around me. And that is amazing. Who doesn't want that? I mean, It's like a higher vibration. I really feel like I'm on a little higher vibration than when I was consuming dead animal flesh of these animals that really wanted to live. That's not good karma or whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's just not, it's, it's not good for you to be consuming dead animals for so many reasons. I mean, not only, not only the, the actual health detriments of eating animal protein and how bad it is. I mean, it raises your cholesterol. Heart disease is the number one killer in the United States, and that is all because of lifestyle choices, cancer, stroke, Alzheimer's, dementia, diabetes. All of this stuff really is brought about because of chronic illness, and that is brought about from lifestyle choices. What you eat, how much you exercise, if you smoke cigarettes, if you spend time with friends, all of that. But but really, what you eat makes up who you are and what your body is. So it is so important to be thinking about what you're eating because you don't want to be eating things that are killing you. And that's what animal products are doing. They're literally slowly killing you and leading to a worse quality of life towards the end of life as well. People aren't thriving near the end of death. I mean, most people are bedridden in nursing homes, dealing with all sorts of ailments and illnesses when it's not necessary. That's not what getting older is supposed to look like. It doesn't have to. Of course, for some people, that is just how it's going to be. And and going vegan isn't just going to make sure, make it that you never get any of these things. But it will definitely, definitely reduce the risk of getting these diseases that can ultimately take your life way sooner than it should. So not only are you eating, you know, dead animal, which is not a good vibration because you killed something for it, but those animals are terrified right before they're killed. And so you're getting all of those stress hormones when you're eating their flesh. It all stays in there. So, you know, all of the the, the, the stress hormones 
people get. I notice a big difference sometimes between vegans and meat eaters and just their kind of like general way about life, kind of an aggressive attitude versus kind of like a passive, like I can go with the flow kind of vibe. And I really kind of think a lot of that has to do with what they're eating. Those stress hormones in those animals cannot be good for people. So my spirituality has really grown since I've been vegan. I literally never considered myself spiritual. I was totally atheist. Like I was like, none of, no, not into this. None of this is anything. No, we're just here to live. Then we die. That's it. And now I feel such a bigger sense of spirituality that there is something bigger than me. The universe, whatever you want to call it, nature, if you want to call it God, if you want to call it the source, if whatever it is, I just feel a connectedness to something bigger than me. And I'm still not sure what it is, but it's beautiful. I know that the universe has my back and it's amazing. And having that support again has been such a huge like mental lifter and such a benefit for me because I have struggled with some depression and stuff like that in the past and anxiety. And this has just been another benefit. I know several people who have, have suffered through um, depression and anxiety and have switched to a vegan diet and feel a lot better. And again, not saying that's going to happen to you. So don't take this as, oh, do this and this is all going to change, but it's a possibility. And if it could help, why not try it? I would much rather cut out animal products than be on a depression medication if it could help in that same kind of way, which for me, it would it would be worth trying. So my spirituality has really grown. And, and this last piece of it has just really been for myself. I haven't really taken much time in my life for myself. And this is just such an awesome little benefit for me. I have changed so much since I've been vegan and my eyes have been opened up so much. And I just, I'm just such a better person because of it. And I'm such a healthier person, such a happier person. And I just feel so much better. So I really recommend giving veganism a chance if you haven't yet. Be aware that it can take some time. I'm working on an episode right now about possible like detox or withdrawal symptoms that people go through when they switch to a vegan diet because people will be like, I just felt like shit. A lot of times it's because your body's getting rid of shit and that detox process, that withdrawal process of stuff that you've had forever can make you feel like shit, but don't give up. Don't give up because all of these reasons point to it's worth it. These are This is why I'm still vegan and these are the reasons that I think everybody should consider it. I really recommend giving veganism a chance if you haven't yet. And if you're vegan and you've made it this far, I love you. <laughs> you're awesome. You're amazing. Um, because a lot of that you probably already knew. So, but yeah, I have an episode called, I think it's titled my top five tips for new or aspiring vegans. But just if you're a brand new vegan, some recommendations for you are to number one, educate yourself, go to the library, check out all the vegan cookbooks, vegan books possible, read through them, read blogs, watch documentaries, do the research yourself, find studies, look who, see who funded the study, just dive in head first and do a bunch of research. Because once that happened for me, there was no turning back. I watched Forks Over Knives. I think I watched another documentary after that. And then I went to the library and I just started reading and researching. And once you gather the information, there really is no turning back. It's, it's pretty obvious that this is such a good choice for so many reasons. But you need to go at your own pace. You have to find what works for you. So if that's like I did, just going vegan immediately, great. Most people doesn't work that way. Most people may take a month, may take several months, may take half a year, a year, whatever, to get into that lifestyle, to make it work for you. But that is so important, finding what works for you. Don't compare yourself to others. Don't set too high of standards for yourself and then get too down on yourself when you don't do it and give up completely. 
It's about long-term sustainability, so keep that in mind. So something I kind of wanted to end on, there's this website called theveganculculator.com. I'll leave a link for it in the show notes slash description. And it's just a really awesome website. They can go and plug in how long you've been vegan and it'll tell you how many gallons of water you've saved, pounds of grain, all of that stuff. So I just went and added mine in. So I've been vegan for seven years and eight months. And you hit that little calculate button and it'll tell you all of it. And it's so cool because it just gives you this feeling of like, I am making a difference. So I've been vegan for seven years and almost eight months. And I've saved over 3 million gallons of water, 83,000 square feet of forest, 111,000 pounds of grain, 56,000 pounds of CO2, and 2,795 animal lives. That, the, that number right there is the one that just gets me. 2,795 animal lives. Like that is almost 3,000 living beings I've saved alone. And Casey's been vegan for the same time I have. So double that, that we've saved almost 6,000 animals, just the two of us. So going vegan makes a difference. Even if you just cut back, even if you don't go full vegan, even if you just decide I want to cut back a little bit, all of this stuff is resonating with me. I'm not ready yet. I'm going to go on my own pace. You do you. I will always, I am not going to judge. I'm here to encourage and to help and reach out to me. If you have any questions about anything, I am always here for you guys. Literally come find me on any of the social media platforms and reach out, send me a DM. Sometimes I don't see it for a hot minute, but I will get to it. I promise. Because if you guys ever need any help, that is what I'm here for. I would love to help any of you guys who have any questions, um, go vegan or go a little more vegan. And yeah, again, just think how much that raises my vibration. I mean, I've saved all of that stuff from being damaged and used and killed on this planet. And I just feel, I can feel it really. I, I can feel it. And I know other vegans say the same thing that they feel like they're just, they've raised their vibration, which that's the goal. You want to keep raising that vibration, raising, raising, raising. And it feels really, really good. So yeah, if you've been vegan for a while, I would love it if you came and found me, whether it's on YouTube or Instagram or whatever, and leave a comment letting me know how long you've been vegan for, because I think it's really cool to kind of hear, you know, people's stories, how long they've been vegan, how they're feeling. So again, if you're vegan, even if you're brand new vegan, come find me, leave a comment on this YouTube video, find this episode on the How to Vegan podcast Instagram account and come leave a comment, or you can just send me a a direct message Come find me in my How to Vegan Facebook group and let me know how long you've been vegan because I would love, love, love to know. I think it's really cool to know how many people are doing it and feeling amazing and that you don't have to eat animal products to feel good. And that's really kind of what I wanted to make this video about because I think a lot of people have been persuaded by those why I'm no longer vegan videos. And I I want to show that it's totally doable, it's totally safe, and it's totally fucking amazing. I literally... I feel so good and I don't, I, I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why everyone wouldn't do this really. And that's what I'm putting this out here for, trying to spread that message. So share this episode with anybody that you think might like it. Um, I hope you guys really liked this episode. I know it was a lot of information. I wanted to touch on everything in depth a little bit more than I did in my YouTube video, but I still didn't want to make it like a four hour long podcast. Some of this stuff I have separate episodes already about. So go scroll through the episode titles. And if there's something that catches your eye, go ahead and listen and you might find some more information there. If there is something I mentioned that you would like me to touch on and do a full episode about, please let me know. I have a list of a ton of episodes coming up, but if you have something that you're like, I really would like to hear 
an episode on this. You talked about it. I want more information. Let me know and I will add it to my list and I will totally do an episode on it for you because I love, I love doing episodes that you guys recommend. It's really fun. It's really fun doing that. So I'm always open to recommendations for episodes. So make sure you're subscribed to the How to Vegan Podcast YouTube channel. Come find me on Instagram, How to Vegan Podcast. Hit that little follow button. Come say hi. It's a perfect place to ask questions as well. So if you're like, hey, I don't get what this was. What did you mean about this? Because sometimes, especially when you're doing a podcast, you don't realize that maybe you said the wrong thing or the numbers were mixed up. So if you ever have a question or just anything like that, you need me to clear something up or maybe I was speaking too fast, come find me. Come ask. Literally, I am such an open book. No question is too silly. Like, come find me. I got your back. I promise. And again, go leave a little review and rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It really helps push the podcast up, helps more people see it, which is totally the point. And all of the links, anything I kind of mentioned, anything like that will be in this episode's show notes. So to find those, just head on over to kristenpound.com podcast, find this specific episode, open it on up, and you'll find all the links and everything that I kind of mentioned there. So I think that's it. I hope this wasn't too long. I really just wanted to get this episode out there on my podcast. Like I said, if you want to go watch the video on my YouTube channel, I'll have a link for that too. But if you just go to Kristen Pound and type in why I'm still vegan, you'll find it right away. But I, I hope this was a fun podcast episode. I hope that this is this was informative and helpful. And I just kind of wanted to touch again on all aspects of veganism, especially because I know there's a, a lot of new listeners and I wanted to kind of give that overall that, you know, just kind of give that that the overall reasons of why veganism is such an important thing to me and why I think it should be for everybody. So I hope you guys like this episode. I hope you're having an amazing day, an amazing week, and I hope you have an amazing summer. Summer's not started yet, but it's feeling like it here, at least in Boise. It's like slowly starting to feel like summer. So I really hope you guys have an awesome summer. I'm going to keep trying to put out podcasts every two weeks, kind of two podcasts a month is my goal as of now. But again, it's just little old me working on this by myself. So I'm doing as much as I can. Eventually, I would love to do a podcast every single week. I'd love to have the videos out. I'd love to just be popping off with this. But creating content like this takes some time. Any of you guys who have a podcast or a YouTube channel know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, let me tell you, it takes some time, which is chill because I like doing this, but I need to be reasonable as well. So I'm going to keep putting out content for you guys. Make sure you subscribe to Kristen Pound on YouTube. Again, I'm doing like a 10,000 subscriber giveaway this week, starting this weekend. So if, if it's still within the time frame, then go enter the giveaway because it's going to be an amazing giveaway full of like all this amazing zero waste stuff and snacks and cookbooks and the best things ever. So go subscribe to Kristen Pound on YouTube and... Feel free to share this episode again with anybody that you think would benefit from it. Feel free to take a little screenshot of you listening to it on your phone. Share it on your Instagram story. Tag me, Kristen Pound. Tag at How to Vegan Podcast so I can share it. And it just helps spread the vegan love. So thank you guys to everyone who does that. Y'all are the best. Y'all know who you are. All my supporters. I love you guys. Seriously, you're the best people ever. So thank you so much. And I'll just catch you guys in the next episode of the How to Vegan Podcast. Peace out.